0: I'm Natasha and I'm free. And together we are Syllogism, a science, culture and philosophy challenge podcast on the edge of chaos. This season we'll invite guests of varying expertise to playfully investigate Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Each episode, will explore a particular type of intelligence according to Gardner. This week's challenge was to go roller skating. To help us explore the concept of kinesthetic intelligence, we brought in one of my favorite skaters, Cece, who also goes by Skate Fantasy. Cece is a professional roller skater, a fitness and nutrition coach, and she's traveled all over skating and teaching. She also started a worldwide rollout day on July 11, 2020, with the mission of bringing skaters together from across the globe. Unfortunately, this episode had some audio issues, so I apologize in advance. We did everything we could to remedy the issues. It's still not great, but thank you to so many of you who voted on what I should do with the episode. The vast majority of you said that I should release it as is and give this disclaimer. As a bit of a consolation prize, I did write a little bit about the history of rhythm skating on my Substack. So if you like the post, let me know and I can dig deeper into the history of skating. Enjoy.
1: I'm like, what is going on?
2: You are like the he's lady to pin down. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot. Oh. I'm
1: teaching, teaching. I'm teaching 300 kids today, so. I got a lesson plan. I got to get it together. I have to be in the building by 9.15. Wow. Girl. Yeah. What are you (laughs) teaching? At the rink. It's still. Are you just teaching them like body mechanics and stuff? So today we're actually doing light and sound and how it relates to skating. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, like, even, you know, how light transfers and all the lights in the building. So, is it just kind of getting his excited about that kind of stuff? I already do that when I put my skates on in front of them. They already get it. They're first graders. So, uh-huh. the the fourth graders and the seventh graders they need a little bit more motivation. But the first graders, like, oh, she has on skates. What now? <laughs> So it's more of um, giving them knowledge because just like how I teach. I teach to give you this versus just how to move your feet. It's more to it. Like what body mechanics am I using to do all of this?
3: When you develop a skill of some kind, you have to pay attention to every little thing that you're doing and kind of process it consciously. You try to figure out how it all works together and maybe you can focus on one thing and then mess something else up and fall or something like that. But then ultimately, just like like riding a bike or whatever, a lot of that stuff just becomes a part of the way you feel what you're doing. And then you get more and more skill until you're thinking about almost nothing. And then you can be really in the experience. So that's just a fascinating way to approach it, I think.
1: Yes. And the main thing is it obtains muscle memory. So like you said, after you keep going a long time and you do it enough eventually your muscles just automatically go to it like now right. if i start dancing i look like i'm skating it's what? just like no i want to dance I, i'm not all wheels it's like your body just automatically gets this motion and it's like no just dance as a neuroscientist i did not study the motor
2: cortex that much like how i breathe. i just wanted to brush up last night so I was looking at it and I'm like, okay, there's an area of the brain called the supplementary motor cortex. And the supplementary motor cortex is actually the part of the brain that controls sequenced movement. It I had to actually read primary literature because nobody knows that much about it because they haven't studied what? it. How oh. and, and and they call it the supplementary motor area, like like they just the throwaway motor area because they, they don't know what to do with it. They just started it understanding what it does.
1: That so, is so interesting book
2: right. i needed that thank you and the, the concept of what we're studying and talking about on this podcast is what is intelligence and there's a, a psychologist who believes that intelligence can be many different things and one of them is kinesthetic or like movement or making your body do things that most people can't do it's it's exceptional and to me i think there's something there because it it requires a, a huge amount of coordination thinking and also the thing to me that was really interesting like the not thinking you that part the not thinking right that part i mean i've been standing since i was a kid but i never i think gotten like that good because i always make shit and when i feel most comfortable at like speaking by myself so i just moved to nashville i don't know a year ago and the rake is wild Compared to um, Oregon, it's even even more wild than where I would go in Chicago. It's just a lot going on. And I think your brain has to coordinate everything that's going on. Like, and also ignore it.
1: Well, one thing about it is Nashville, because I skate there too when I do go. There's so many different people from so many different areas, just like Atlanta. It looks wild because everybody's doing something different. But a lot of places, like depending on where you go, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Like in Chicago, most people are doing what we call JB skating style. And so that style is more smooth. You know, they might go down the lane really fast, but it's a smooth fast versus a lot of spinning, a lot of turning, a lot of jumping through people. But you're going to see all of that, like Nashville, and um, Atlanta maybe Alabama, you know, in certain places, you're going to see more of that. I mean, it's just a melting pot because everybody's from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, so many people have migrated to these places. But when I go to Chicago, I mainly see all the time is this certain swag, smooth, JV style. And that was the style that started me skating. I will say professionally skating because it just caught my eye. It was like, how can you just go so smooth and the wheels just glide instead of work, 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 work. Uh, It's like, sometimes I just want to glide. And then I figured it out and I studied it and I realized there's this movement that has to happen upper body. Most people think you use your feet to do everything. You just move your feet. And I see teachers telling people that, just move your feet, just go forward, just move them. And they're just going like this. And it's like, your body is not coordinated to do that on these wheels. First thing is when you're on wheels, your feet are asleep. That's the first thing people don't realize. They're saying move your feet. Really, it's move your wheels because your feet are laying inside that boot or that shoe. They're not doing anything. You might can wiggle a toe a little bit. That's about it
3: there's a natural kind of rhythm and flow to the way that you step and the way that your upper body moves in conjunction. And it all kind of has a nice rhythm to it, almost like dancing. And and you can always tell when someone has some kind of a gait problem. I knew a guy once where he would walk and he would just move his legs underneath his torso and his torso was rigid and it was the weirdest thing. And you could pick it out of a crowd anywhere. He probably had something going on developmentally. uh, Who's to say, but, um, it, it kind of lacked all that stuff, almost like his torso was asleep. Good so, point. Good point. The thing is, let everything kind of flow and move. And if we get to that point with what I did, clearly, I don't have any of that. It's like a toddler learning to walk. Basically That's was so
1: walking. funny because I use that analogy. I do yep. use that analogy about when you're standing there, you're trying to get these wheels to move. You're looking like a baby trying to walk. Yep. You got the legs together. And you're just trying
3: to go exactly what it is and you know i'm a grown man and it's it's tough to look at yourself and go holy crap all those years ago when i'm still in there <laughs> that's like the little when they talk about like the the homunculus like thing inside your mind that's kind of like a model for your body yes. that's what's going on you want to see
2: what brett did okay, yes. i can't
3: wait it will be to laugh because i <laughs> oh, okay. if we're not
0: laughing we're not doing, doing nothing here so that's it. what we do <laughs>
3: Hold on, let me get ready. Now, as a novice, I am going to demonstrate the inherent physical intelligence in this gloriously intelligent, that networked body. Watch out, motherfuckers! Ready? <laughs> All right, guys, yeah, you just had
1: them all up here in the first time. So if you come up here and tell me how much is it in, what of card you get,
2: what the
0: goodbye
3: My turns were extraordinarily stiff and awkward, and I was perpetually afraid of falling. Yeah. At some point in the video, I even do a couple of like moves with my arms, but basically, that's because my legs are asleep, like you were saying. The feet, uh... feet. not your legs,
1: but the feet are asleep. But you know, the main thing that you said was fear of falling.
3: That was the biggest thing. That's the
1: biggest thing for everyone, unless you're a child and you're this close to the ground. It's like what they say, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So you don't want to break anything. You don't want to fracture anything. So that's what you're thinking about. And so it makes you tense.
3: We've done a number of different kinds of challenges and we're looking at what each other do. And this is the first one I was afraid of because I was like, what if I fall and get hurt? So I couldn't go too fast, let's say. And of course, like I said, when you watch people going quickly, like, there's one person who fell down, not too far from me. There was a lot of that. People just not able to control themselves, and they were so out of control that they were just, you know, crashing into the ground. I imagine there was one guy who fell on his butt, and there ain't no way that he didn't just destroy his coccyx. I mean, he's he's not in good shape. That guy's in the hospital right now with a rod in his butt because he was...
1: I have a girlfriend that will not skate anymore because she did that. She won't even just hang out at the rink. It's like brutal for her. She just remembers that fall and she still has that pain till this day. And that's been like 10 years ago. It's a big hurt. Like, I snowboard and I broke
2: my snowboard, snowboarding, and wow. you're going fast and you've got a giant board to strap to you. Dating feels like it's going to hurt more and it's on wood or
3: Yeah, I, I don't know what was under that floor, but that floor was, that floor was hard. It was like hard. there, it wasn't at all. It was, it was at least as hard as your bones, maybe harder. And it was going to shatter some stuff.
2: So it, this, is the, this is an interesting thing that I'm thinking about now because my, what i studied was the limbic system in the brain, which is emotion, which is primarily fear. And I was thinking about how the limbic system has to influence what you're doing when you're skating to be a true good skater we talked about this with the music challenge to be a great skater, skater you have to feel it and you have to be uninhibited there has to be some emotional connection and i was thinking about how fear is your primary emotional connection you like shit you know it
1: makes yeah you're you trust me you're doing good all you need is a couple of lessons you will be surprised at yourself you'll do a video now take three lessons and then do another video and watch the difference in a matter of no time
3: that would be interesting to do like yeah. a kind of follow-up and just like i, I know you were talking about the living session natasha but i wanted i did want to say something uh about how so i was skating with my, my girlfriend and she had gone when she was like a teenager she's like i can't believe i'm here skating with my boyfriend and when you listen to some of the music they were playing there was a bit of nostalgia too and it just kind of reawakened this sense of like, childhood play and, right. and the movements. But even though I was scared to death of Rick and Song, I was also able to feel like this counter, like, cool experience of bringing back things from when I was a kid. Euphoria. And it was,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. It really first thing going in was fear. Yeah. And then it stuck a little bit, and I felt more connected to the environment and to the movement and, the, and just even the little bit of speed I was able to get felt exhilarating. And yeah. then there was this girlfriend whereas like I'm like a teenager. It's like, like this is fantastic.
2: And that that's why I wanted to bring Cece on because I follow a lot of skaters. And I mean, I think I started following you in late like during the pandemic. And um I got back into Rose Theater. and I ran in Rose Theater for years. And I sold the same skate since I was fifteen and um, I finally got a new pair like last year. But when I follow you and you have like Gloria when you sleep like i was thinking about well, everybody's very stoic you know there's like this weird social atmosphere at the ring but you when you, you say it's like you're just reading me i look like a dork when i'm smiling and laughing <laughs> you're just like, and it. beautiful it's just like you're in your element and just watching you stay, it's like it's just like a ready sunshine unreal oh, that's you thank you thank you for that it's so sweet yes. of you and especially as a woman i feel like there's a weird thing with women i don't reach out socially very often and when i do weird things happen sometimes men are oh. always one way where you I stay healthy but women when you stay hello to women you get one two things you know you call them with a the girl and they they're into it or you get <laughs> um you know throat <laughs> When, when that, whenever that happens, I double down on the night. I'm like, oh my are so nice. Nice. so sweet. You know, and they're like, what the hell? Well, I don't reach out very often. So I go like every Sunday for adults at Rivergate. And
3: this girl I'd never
2: seen before came up and was just like, hey. And I was like, hey, You know, and she just wanted to stay together. I think I was being a little bit more social than I normally am. Like, I didn't look like I was like calculating something in my head, probably. Which I probably normally look like, I realize. Wait, so this girl came up and she's like, You wanna
1: stay with me? I was like Amazing.
2: I, I'm an open hater. I'm much better when I'm alone. First of all, I get to tune mountain music. Second of all, there's nobody else around.
1: I was gonna say that's probably the first one. Nobody else is around. You feel safer. You feel in your comfort zone. Yeah,
2: I'm overly critical of
1: myself
2: when other people are around. I don't give a shit when nobody else is around. There you go. Uh, yeah,
1: it's just like singing in the shower
3: yeah yeah oh i'm great in the shower singing
2: <laughs> like there's a couple of people i feel comfortable skating with but i can't even explain it so my challenge was less about skating in general and more to me about i pushed myself physically so i did some like partner skate so i don't ever do partner skates but i asked someone oh, you teach to me do how to turn do, i don't do that
1: that's with people it's just awkward that's for me thing i can say Same thing I said to him was after three lessons, you would be surprised at where you would go from there because I noticed you skate with your feet in the front of you more than in the back of you. And that's what I teach. Bring that foot to the back and bounce from the back. That's your power versus putting all your power in the front of you. Now your feet are taking off remember, your feet are asleep. So don't let the feet go. Mm-hmm. You control it from your top. What about when you're backwards? The thing is, is to stick your butt out. Mm-hmm. Most people are like this.
3: I got six phone numbers when I did that. So I stopped.
1: Yeah, that's why I know. Probably. I don't want to I'm like,
2: no. You know? Uh,
1: uh, uh, Instead of being here, trying to go back, you would be yeah. here. Then go back. back. Okay. So I can lift my legs and my hip flex to go back versus to move my foot back. Remember, the feet are sweet. (laughs)
0: See, this is why I brought it on. I just want
1: the private lessons. You do private
0: lessons,
2: I do. You are really doing something unique now that I think social media and the pandemic have spurred this like roller skating revolution and I don't ever recall, I grew up skating, but I don't ever recall there being like professional skaters or celebrity skaters. But I feel like now you're one of them. You're, you guys are like, you have this whole kind of career that you created out air.
1: Yeah, I will say that it was going on prior to pandemic for some people. There were teachers, you know, in the rink, but you never saw them. You know, they would just be at the rink and people would help people. I come from something different because I'm a certified personal trainer. So I look at the entire body to help with physicality, with movement. I'm a dance instructor as well. So how to dance, how to put the arms up instead of keeping them down and holding them, things like that to help you move better on skates versus just teaching you how to skate so yeah i hate to just say that i'm just a skate teacher because it's fitness it's nutrition it's skate it's everything put together
2: i think youtube and tiktok and instagram and all these things have facilitated some kind of emergence for these people who they are slick and and you kind of saw them sometimes with the rank That person knows what they're doing but it's like now the spotlight is like able to shine on people but anything i've learned has been from somebody like you being like oh yeah just turn your shoulder and i'm like what and then you're
1: like oh that's all i had to do
2: yeah and the funny thing about what i think of is kinesthetic intelligence is that it's unspoken which is such a weird thing for people like us people that like to articulate everything and we want to understand everything we want to know why and exactly how the mechanics work and then when you say just turn your shoulder right why why didn't that work and it doesn't matter it's done
3: when you're thinking about something and you get to a point of being good enough at something and i use this example of typing so like you know i taught myself to type old typewriter it's not normal typing it's fast but it ain't like standard typing and for me to stop doing that and then go back to learn how to type properly so that I could ultimately be good is a kind of struggle. But I do notice that very often when I learn something and then I learn like the little trick, you can back reason why the thing works. Um, right. So maybe the thing to do is listen to the advice, do it, and then go, okay, that, that's what it is. Now I can explain it because I've done it and I go, okay, well, it's because here's where my center of gravity is. Here's the way things feel in my head as I move. Here's what's tense versus not. And so... There's an opportunity for you to be conscious and explain, but so much has to happen underneath it that you're really only backfilling what's happening. If you try to explain it forward, you're never going to master that movement. It's like you have to remove consciousness and get the hell out of your own way. And then the world of self-expression happens underneath all of that. And then the intellectual stuff just becomes a byproduct of the natural movements and intelligence of the body.
1: That's a good point that you um, brought up because it's harder for me to teach someone that's been doing the same thing for many years versus a newbie. The ones that just started or it's their first lesson, they usually get it like that. But when you've trained your body to do this or to do this, and I'm telling you, To just do this. It may take weeks. I have somebody I'm working with now. It may take months to untrain this. Um, They're a tennis pro. So they're used to hitting it versus just relax. Just relax. And just flow with the arms. With tennis, it's more of you're with the same arm, same leg when you hit versus when you skate it should be opposite and a lot of people the first step that they take is same arm same leg just like a base, same arm same leg but when that baby gets to know understand opposite 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 then they start to walk yeah
2: and that's an interesting point is thinking about people who can play multiple
1: sports or people who can
2: do multiple things usually they're along the same lineage like you said you're a dancer I'm a skater that makes sense bro because let like, you have to train your muscles in such a specific way there's power behind it because with skating it's not about power there's a quiet power of skating and the other thing is is looking smooth when you do it that to me that's something other that's like a social thing right because normally you're you're beaming when you skate. but there's a lot of people who look like they're not present in their bodies when they're skating get into this <laughs> Yeah, you know, alter ego. Yeah.
3: yeah. Multiple personality disorder.
2: <laughs> oh. Like social learning is a big thing for a human, especially you know, with anything physical. And if you think about where do you ever do anything physical with anyone else? I mean, there's only like one place I could think of. And partner stating is a whole different animal. Yes. Because you
1: have to like link up mentally. And emotionally with another person, exactly. And you're allowing that person to come into your space. That takes a lot, and it takes trust because one yes. wrong move, both can go down. Just right. one yeah. wrong move, and I've seen it.
3: If you both go down, me to the other kind of Natasha was talking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: getting- now that's where I get
2: hung up. Not where I get hung up, right? right? Um, I don't like falling. Okay, and it's, I, I keep—I try to stay low to the ground so in case i fall falling right. down. Early. You know, you can just kind of—if you can kneel down, you're fine. Um, That's what I say. Hurt.
1: The key is, you know, what we say when we see smoke or there's fire. What do we say? Stop, drop, and roll.
3: Here's so, a, a question from someone who was absolutely terrified of falling and so made himself super rigid. Is there a good way to be? more safe like in a controlled way if you know you're going to fall yes are there things to do so that you fall in a way that have enough control where you're able to minimize the possibility of injury because i can't even imagine being able to move my feet like that without finding a way to fall and maybe kill myself so um so so but if i were less if i felt like i had some control over that i might be less afraid to try more things and it might even be the key to opening up learning for someone like me.
1: That's the first thing you have to to nail is feel the fear. What I say is feel it and do it anyway, Mm. but how do you feel it safely? Right. Right. So there's the upper body that I continue to stress. If this upper body leans forward, if I feel like I'm going to fall, at least I have my hands, I have my knees, maybe some knee pads, some elbow pads, some wrist guards, and your stopper or your jam plug in the front of you. If you fall backwards, what do you have?
3: My BBL protects me. (laughs) You are too much.
1: You are too much.
3: I mean, you could shatter stuff. It really is quite dangerous. I see the stopper on the front of the skate, and I'm just like.
1: Don't even use it. Learn how to stop with your body. That's the first thing mm-hmm. that I teach. How to fall. How to stop. How to roam. Instead of just step, step, step. Because as kids, we yeah. just step, 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 step. And go, keep going, keep going. It's like you're running on wheels. Versus glide smooth and keeping all eight wheels down most people do not know how to do that they're lifting they're lifting so they're on four, four wheels then four wheels then four wheels then four wheels versus staying on eight 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 and just rolling but if you don't use your upper body you won't be able to do it because it'll be like scissors instead of moving 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 moving
2: it's funny when you're talking cb i'm thinking about <clears> this <throat> when i approach any subject i want to learn it from all angles i want to see all points of view i want to see everything um you know, like oh you don't pick up your feet i'm like well i'm picking up my feet now because i've gotten past that first part but i think there's like an entry into skating that you have to kind of be faith in to or into anything but you have to like kind of learn some like basic from fundamentals and like you said keep pushing and keep rolling and then once you get there then you have to like open your eyes to the world and explore it in terms of like what your body can do and where it can go and when i see some of these people out there just coming out for these jam state moves probably not even conscious it was just like this is where my body wants to go and that is a, a way of communicating in my mind that is like kind of like music. You're communicating with your body and expressing something uh, that
1: you're not expressing with word. That's what I call musicality in skating. Adding that musicality in it, feel the rhythm, feel the beat, whatever it is. It, it could be in your head. It may not be what everybody else is listening to, but whatever it is, feel that and allow it to move you versus I'm going to try to make it move. Me. It's just pushing. It's the shell of it. I'm making the feet go. When all you have to do is bounce and roll. That's where that song comes from. Roll bounce. (laughs) Just roll. Well,
2: I think another thing interesting, like cultural about roller skating. I heard in Chicago, and what I noticed is I was in Oregon for a long time.
1: Nobody skated in
2: Oregon. But you know what was mostly in Oregon? White people. (laughs) Like... And there's Black people, there skating. But there's something cultural about Black folks in skating that I don't know the origins of it. And once in a while, you see a white guy out there, a white girl, and they're like,
1: wow, you know? But it's like, it, it belongs to the Black community, honestly. Historically, it's more of the rhythm skating that became with the Black culture. So, mm-hmm. versus artistic so i teach both i teach artistic to get your balance to get your movements to get the the technique and then you learn that rhythm it's that rhythm that one Mm -hmm. and two cadence one and two versus one two one two we just skate one two one two one two versus one and two one and two and that's where you get more of the movements in your entire body versus just the legs. Are there like competitions and stuff? <laughs> like I mean there, why are there no competitions? Well competitions? There yeah. are no 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 there's yeah I have trophies. I have a trophy this big that's almost taller than me that I won skating. Um I have three other trophies. And then there are people that have gone to bigger ones that won, you know, money and all of that. I'm not a competitive person. Um, I never have been. When I was a cheerleader, when I was in pep club, when I was in whatever I was in, drill team, it was always this togetherness, you know, and I, I was always the one to start a group. You know, oh, we're going to be C.C.'s group. We're going to be the dance trio or something like that. It was always, I wanted to bring people together. And for me, it seemed like being in a competitive situation separates. You. So it was like, if I'm competing against a friend, now we're no longer friends. And I would always hate that. And I'm an only child too. So that may have something to do with it. I always wanted to bring people together and not separate. So now when I see the competition starting, I'm usually the one blowing the whistle and clapping for everybody. Like, it, don't, it right. doesn't matter who's out there. I'm like, yes, everybody wins. Everybody's a winner. Yay.
3: Yeah.
1: And everybody's like, yeah. you know no. him? No. But I'm clapping for him, too. You
2: know? I'm <laughs> the person like you at their ring. <laughs> like we have to DC Clown at every ring. Thank you. I like being... Now, what is that comment? what do you, I know you are know what you used to, but what do you got going on soon? You
1: told me you had some kind of event happening, but what's coming up next for you? So I teach at Sparkles of Smyrna and Sparkles of Gwinnett. We have three classes I'm doing. This is the first time I'm doing three classes back to back. And then I have some private lessons I'm doing after that. Then there's a, a party in Birmingham, Alabama that I was thinking about going to a skate party. So it just depends on how I feel after doing four or five classes. I don't know. (laughs) My gosh. And you're all over the place. You were in Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona was amazing. This was my second year. And I taught there. I taught workshops there. It just blows your mind. Like All these people from all over the world come together for one reason, to skate and have fun. No drama, just fun no clicking none of that just everybody just having fun and that's very different from the states because you have people in their little pockets and these people hang with those people and those people don't associate with those people and when they skate you can tell and you know i'm just that one that like i just wanted i want us to come together and that's why i started worldwide rollout day for the world to skate on one day together and this was the third year so it's July eleventh ish. So whatever yes, that.
3: I like it. the ish. We I, started I,
1: on seven eleven twenty twenty, right? And then you know the dates change because it's a Saturday, it's a Sunday. Some people did it on a Friday. It's always that weekend. And so this year I did it in San Diego. It was lit. I want to make sure you get to yes. your class on
2: time. Thank you so much for doing this. And why say, Tanner, I'm gonna come down and win, or you come up here. All right, take Thank care and grow.
3: I I can't. Uh, it's a good thing that I was able to talk about my BBL. I didn't know that. Um, I, that I was great. That's about my BBL right. on the show. But <laughs>
2: yeah, I really appreciate it. you did Here, you say you you made the show. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs>
0: thanks for hanging in there again. So sorry about the audio. If you want to see the videos of Brett and I skating for whatever reason, you can head over to YouTube and see them there. Also on my Substack, you can get more about the history of rhythm skating and also information about CC. Thanks again.